Welcome to the 4A Music Podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm Alexandria. And I'm Amy. On this week's pod, why people love and hate music, why we keep handing out awards to adults, why creative people need rest, new music, and more. What's new? What's on your mind? Alexandria, <laughs> tell us. Um, hi. Hey. Hey. I did I did uh I turned the big 24. Woo! The Kobe's number. Kobe. Yeah, I was gonna Rest say- in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when people used to like throw things in the trash can and go, Kobe? Kobe. Yes, I, I still do that. Do. Oh, <laughs> good lord. Anyways, yeah, so I'm the big 24 to Um, It was very exciting. Had people over, ate some food. Um, very proud of myself. I made like a dish. It was um, so good. <laughs> it's called shrimp and okra. And I was so proud of myself because my dad and my aunt are like the only people that can make it successfully. And I did it mildly successfully. Like I burnt it just a bit. But that was fine (laughs) and then the real what's going on is that um my friend tana from boston she gave me a book it just this was just like too coincidental so she the book is called this is what it sounds like what the music you love says about you Mm. and um it explores like what kind of listener you are and kind of what that says about you and all this stuff so the coinky dink Dink number one, Susan Rogers is a professor at Berkeley. What? Did not know that. <laughs> Two, Dink. Profe- uh, profe- oh, Lord. Susan Rogers. <laughs> Susan Rogers is the recording engineer for Prince. Dink number three, this comes in because she was the person um, that was engineering the record that the song, uh, sidebar, are, th- this weekend also... Jossum, our roommate, had his senior recital at, or no, his master's recital at Juilliard. And we sang the Prince song that she recorded that and she engineered for, which is the first record she ever engineered. Dang, that's wild. So coinkadinkalol. Anyways, <laughs> I suggest reading the book. It's It's been so good so far. And like throughout the book, it has different things that you can listen to, and but it tells you about yourself and what she's learned through all of this neuroscience stuffy stuff. And what's the title again? This is what it sounds like. What the music you love says about you. And it it's a crazy cover art. It looks dope from here. If you don't read it, it'll look beautiful on your bookshelf. It's based <laughs> in neuroscience, you're saying? Well, she, yeah. She never really studied music. She, like, went to fart knockers i'm not remember where she went to school but she she got her phd in like some neuroscience and sound thingy magooger but she's also a engineer and then ogi ogas who's like the collaborator i believe he's a musicologist oh cool so um they kind of like come together to those collabs are usually pretty epic oh my goodness my cat just walked on alex's computer anyways happens amy how about you what's what's on your mind hey well, I feel like whenever I come on this podcast, I'm always like, Ugh, let me 
just say something super dramatic. So this week is no different. I went <laughs> to a show at Mesro and I went with my childhood friend, like the friend I've known the longest who just moved to New York and her sister. So automatically, <laughs> you know, the stakes were high in terms of, I was like living my best life. Um, and we heard a piano trio, John Davis, Marty Jaffe, and Ronan Itzik. Apologies if I said anyone's name wrong. Um, but I think I got really excited because they wanted to hear jazz. And so I was like, don't mind if I do, like I picked the show. And so I had a very strong, uh, stake in this experience. Um, and the first song was how deep is the ocean, but it was like the really coolest arrangement I've heard in a while. Like it was very personal to John Davis. I think it seemed very genuine. Like it was creative. I didn't even know it was how deep is the ocean to like eight bars in. And then I was like, Whoa, I know this song. So, but just that whole night was great. And I, it was one of those nights where I was like, music comes when you need it. And that definitely was the case. It also could have been because I was extremely burned out that night. <laughs> so I was just finally like soaking in some creative vibes, but um, I had never listened to them before. So I would totally recommend it if you have a chance. I'm not really sure if they're, what's out there, but I'm going to peruse and see what I can find. But I mm. loved it live. Ooh. So. Mesro does have good vibes most, all of the time. Mesro? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's it's uh, intimate, as most jazz clubs are, I guess. But I love it. As it should be. Yeah. Um, Ali, I, what's on your mind? I Well, there's very little <laughs> on my mind right now that hasn't been slowly beaten out of me in airports. This week. But, um, I went to Iowa uh, this week to um, do a really cool uh, – like vocal jazz festival with a bunch of high schoolers in the kind of the middle of Iowa, which was great. And um, it was fun. I did a concert Friday night with Kate Reed. We did a duo thing. We came up with some kind of fun arrangements on the spot and played for like played accompanied each other on piano and did a bunch of different kinds of things. That was really cool. Um, and then last night I saw John Mulaney at, uh, at Symphony Hall in Boston and they, uh, they're recording the, his new Netflix special which is kind of interesting. It was, it was very cool. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm exhausted and I, uh, yeah, I have a gig coming up this Wednesday uh, at the armory in, um, in kind of Boston. It's like a singer, a singer songwriter thing in the round. So oh, um, nice. Um, is that the David Scott? Yeah. David uh, hosted by David Scott. Yeah. So I'm playing there this Wednesday, which is like March 1st. And then I'm playing there again in two weeks. So he, nice. he tries to like to have this um, people kind of do a couple weeks in a row to kind of like build a rapport. So I'm doing that's uh, smart. Yeah. So I'm doing like March 1st and then March, I think, 15th, those Wednesdays. So if you're around, I think it's in Somerville, Massachusetts. So if you're like around in that. So zone. pretty. Yeah. But that's kind of I think that's kind of what's up with me. Are we uh, should we hop into the newsletter? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, back to neuroscience. Ha ha. Love at first sight. Nope. Love at first sound. Mm. <laughs> New York. 
New York University researchers investigated why people love and hate different music and how long it took for people to determine their love or less love of a song. I didn't like the word hate, so um, I'm sure people don't like necessarily hate music, um, but they just less love it. Anyways, these guys. I think we wish people didn't hate music, but I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, these researchers were led by this guy, Pascal Wallish, um, and they like picked 260 songs from eight, it says eight genres and seven subgenres. So like if there was jazz, they had like, he said, cool jazz, whatever that means. And oh, big band wow. jazz. <laughs> um, and they just seed how seed they yep. saw. <laughs> No, <laughs> they saw like how short they can make the clips it and see how long it took um a person to determine whether or not they enjoyed they were enjoying the song and i guess the magical number is five seconds wait i am literally exploding in my brain right now because <laughs> when i nanny in the car these kids skip the songs so fast it's like nut skip skip like they just know they're like no i don't want to hear that so it only takes five seconds five seconds apparently for someone to know whether or not they are loving the song mind you the sample size was like i think 600 people but it seems like a good intro to like what can really be done with neuroscience and and how knowing how long it takes the brain to determine whether or not it likes something um they also that doesn't give the song a fair chance it does not because i know i went back and i listened to some songs and i was like oh yeah i really like, i actually did like, like this song minute two that's true that's true because some songs don't start to hit into like the last yeah i don't yeah, know or, or like drops. things things grow on you kind of a, a that's thing. That's true another, that's a whole thing right that's yeah. true um they also said uh there are some difference in opinion um, about like music between like um, like they could tell the difference in politics. Like if someone was more conservative, they were honest about like not liking jazz or something. But if they were more liberal, they pretended to like jazz more. <laughs> so it's interesting to see how Hello? that could <laughs> that like could play into determining whether or not he loved his song. I don't know, but this also sample size 600, so grain of salt. But I thought that was just very interesting. Five seconds to determine whether or not I like the song. I I sometimes still do that with the pop. Like, if the production is just obviously so corny, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about that one. I, I know I've brought this up way too many times and but um it's kind of one of my favorite little pet things but there's there's these kind of these two ideas or concepts of quality there's romantic quality and classical quality mm-hmm. and the idea is that romantic quality is kind of just like this i this almost kind of gut reaction or like at first sight thing where it's mm-hmm. like you like the things you like and the things you like have quality and your opinion is just as valid as anybody else's opinion in terms of like what you like and then there's classical quality where it's where it's like maybe you don't like something, but you can you can appreciate that it has value based on 
your understanding or experience or yeah. something in that field. So, um, mm. you know, we might say, cause we've studied music, we might say like, I don't like that, but I understand that that's good. You know, like I understand yeah, totally. that song is really good or well-crafted or the playing on it is like very impressive and cool and stuff, but I just don't like it, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's my vibe. That's what the book was talking. Wow. <laughs> the book was talking about this. Um, Susan Rogers was like, hot take she doesn't really like listening to the beatles mm. but she understands that they are great and have definitely influenced a plethora of musicians but she said she'd rather listen to james brown yeah well people if they don't like something i feel like they want that to be an absolute truth rather than yeah. i feel like the most egregious is like food like if somebody doesn't like a food people are like <laughs> how is that even possible but it chocolate. kind of low key happens. With, yeah. Someone doesn't yeah, like, I chocolate. Don't like chocolate. Like, you need to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's an interesting, like, I like that. It's like, I don't really like it, but oh, you said something recently that falls into that. Someone, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to out what it was, but <laughs> somebody was like doing something and Alex was like, I don't like that. And they were like, sorry, I'll stop. And she goes, just because I don't like it doesn't mean you have to stop. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, yeah. profound. I did say that. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. I think Zoom got very overloaded by that laugh, but I think it was worth it. <laughs> I think it's going to translate. <laughs> Not happening. I'm so sorry, Zoom. My uh, laugh is so gracious. Yeah, no. I, think, I think all this is interesting. The, um, can, let's, let's hop on. This is going to be the... This is gonna be the tightest podcast of all time. So the next, yeah. let's move on to our, let's hop on to our next A, which was um, what I wrote about this week. Why in the world do we hand do we hand out awards to adults? Why do we keep handing out awards to adults? So this is written by. I received this in my email from Vox. Uh, there, there's a Substack or like a newsletter through Vox written by Emily Stewart, which is really good. Um, I forget what it's called. I think it's called The Goods is like the name Ooh. of the newsletter. I highly, I highly recommend it. She's like a great writer. Um, she covers business and economics for Vox and writes a, the newsletter, The Big Squeeze. That's what the newsletter is, The Big Squeeze. Examining the ways ordinary people are being squeezed under capitalism. Oh, um, oh. This is how nerdy I am, this kind of stuff I read. So um, there was a post on the 23rd called Awards Are Meaningless. And the tag was like, why do we keep giving awards to adults? But basically, um, there's kind of two elements to this to this article. One was that a lot of the awards are kind of fake anyways, that it's like a lot of pay to play and you have to have like a PR agent or you have to like, for a lot of like business awards, you know, where it's like the hundred best places to work or something like that. Like they have to pay like pretty hefty application fees just to get on, like just to get considered. And it's unclear like what the actual vetting process is for these awards. She like talked to a bunch of people. Um, and then the other part of it was that, especially with the arts, there was a, there was a quote by someone who, uh, let me, sorry, let me pull it up. I'm unprepared. There's a quote by this person named uh, Michael Schulman, I think is maybe how you say the name, uh, who wrote this book called Oscar Wars about the Oscars. And 
Uh, he said, if you're looking at, if you're looking to the Oscars for a barometer of cinematic worth, you're going to be disappointed because they're not mm -hmm. ever quite that. There's no perfect system to choose the best art because art isn't supposed to be ranked. Oh, I love Damn. that. I love that. Um, and so, you know, I think about all these things like, you know, uh, people win downbeat like student awards and they pay an application fee. And um, what about people who can't, you know, who can't pay to have a recording session or can't pay the application fee and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. We see things like the Grammys where it's like, you know, they're submitting their, their stuff for the Grammys. But um, the article goes on to talk about like, is there actually even a benefit? I think we talked about this when the Grammys were around because I think we always have, like any time the Grammys happen, I get all these feelings about, I catch all these feelings about it. I get like real grumpy. Yeah. Um, but she talked to a bunch of like, uh, uh, in, for Vox, they talked to a bunch of um, like publicists and different people. And they were kind of like, so do these awards like even help? I think we had this sense that like someone wins an award and it's like, oh, they get more work or it's more prestigious and all that kind of stuff. And like, basically there's like the sense that like, yeah, it brings exposure and like, we think it helps like in terms of like the amount of money they're going to make and all that kind of stuff. But like, it's not a hundred percent clear. Mm -hmm. And I think probably there are some obvious examples of that happening, you know, like the Samara joy stuff, mm -hmm. like the, those wins at the Grammys this year, I think were like probably huge for her, Definitely. bring her to like a, maybe an audience that didn't already know about her. But she was already pretty popular, like in in circles. You know, we've talked about her. She's bubbled up on all of my feeds about a bunch of different stuff. You know, mm -hmm. um, so there's probably a couple examples, but like for the most part, it's it's kind of unclear like how these awards actually help. Um, and there's a real industry that you know that's that's interested in us continuing to care about these awards and give out awards and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's actually best for the, like who, who benefits the best from the Grammys, the Grammys mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and like, and PR publicist TV, people right? that, that get to charge other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple, there's a couple like publicists and stuff that are quoted in the article saying like awards are great because there's times in the calendar where, there's not really much work to be not much not much work to do as like a PR person, and awards kind of give us something to do. Weird. And so like we can at least tell our clients like yeah we're we're you know we're applying for awards for you or like we're submitting things for awards for you, and so it's like a way mm -hmm. for them to kind of like continue to do billable hours and all that kind of stuff. So, mm. so I think <clears throat> certainly this is just one or or a certain sort of take on this whole thing. But um, but it's interesting to me, you know, I think like there's this whole idea that like there have to be winners and losers. There's a lot of talk about this in like the Zen Buddhist thing where it's like we're so obsessed with winning, but like in that whole obsession, we don't ever think about the fact that like for, for us to win or for someone to win, someone has to lose. Mm -hmm. Like why? You know, why does someone have to lose? Yeah. Um, why does there have to be the best something, you know, there, I think there's a lot of, yeah, and it's, it's just according to, well, that's a whole other thing, but a lot of times, right. The boards on some of those things too, are like yeah, the selected in a particular way, or it's like, 
it's not necessarily like uh representative it's not like a u.s presidential election <laughs> which i'm not even saying that's like accurate yeah, that but. definitely doesn't have anything to do with like money or power um anyways why do why do we keep handing out awards to adults um, I, I highly, I highly recommend checking out the article. It's, it's quite, yeah. it's quite provocative. Yeah. I feel like we're so silly. Yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about this. I was like, I don't know. I, I just watch them to see what people dress like. I'm just like, that's a nice dress. I don't even care who wins. She's like, oh yeah, they look mm. nice. Who is that designed by? Oh, who is their stylist? What do they wear? How can I dress like them? <laughs> I mean, Not I just really, like the celebrity, the stylist. I really think there's like two, uh, there's two reactions to an award show. You either don't really care who wins. So it's that kind of thing. It's just like, the oh, that's yeah. like something to watch. Or there's like, you're really mad. Like you care who wins and <laughs> yeah, then you're, you're like, mad what? with the outcome. You're like, what? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I should check that out because I am curious if it helps. Because I know if, like, I feel encouraged to do competitions and award things. Right as a young artist i was too yeah i mean i was yeah. too i still feel pressure um yeah i mean i i feel pressure at every i think at every level i felt pressure to like apply for awards and blah 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 and it's like yeah, yeah. you did a lot of like solo ensemble stuff in undergrad or in uh in like high school i don't know if you ever did that where it's like go to state it was like you would sing oh, a yeah. Yeah. panel like you could go to state and you could get it like a star and the state thing and it's like and it was like, I just got, because I actually was one of the few people that cared and like actually practiced and stuff. It's like, I always went to state for everything. I always, I like went for state as a solo, as a duo, as a trio, as a, <laughs> and I always went to state and I just got like first star or something. It was just kind of like, I, I don't, I don't know what this means. This doesn't mean anything really. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I care. I'm like, I, I don't know. It, I guess um, it's for those who are extrinsically motivated. Mm. Like they want the egot, so they are like, "Let me work as hard as I can, so I can get like that status that has come before, like that egot." Or for us, it's like, "Oh yeah, I get to go to um see the state capitol and like sing and free trip, ha ha ha." Mm. Or I don't know, I get or this is something I can put on my resume so I can get into a good school, or let me put this on my resume so that the job knows that I'm doing something, or it's i guess it's for it's maybe it's for optics or some type of credibility to what you're doing someone else thinks that you're also good or in the i think it also fits into the productivity thing like how productive are you really prove it like it's sort of a proving <laughs> thing the receipts yeah kind of weird and then as we get older like they encourage us to do them to like be seen mm. I like get connected to the right people. But I feel like if if you're doing the things that you are passionate about and doing them in in a way that's healthy, I don't know the right word to say, but that's ethical, <laughs> then like you're going to be in the spaces in which they're supposed to be in. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like you don't have to. Do, I mean, I'm not going to stick with that. I'm going to show it now. No, that just makes me think about accessibility then. But that's a different issue. Yeah, we talked we talked about that a few months ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and that kind of fits into what you were saying about like it costs money anyway. Yep. So, like to apply for certain things like that, 
Right. So like, it would be one thing, even if the awards actually did go to the people who were like most deserving based on someone's opinion or something, but it's, yeah. it's almost never that it's almost yeah. mostly like some popularity contest or, and popularity comes from like power and money and whatever that kind of like, you know, that stuff is. So whoever can, whoever can send the most emails. <laughs> but, oh goodness. Um, anyways, uh, but it's, yeah, something to think, it's something to kind of think about. I, I don't know that it means that like all awards are bad necessarily or something like, um, and I think about like the contrast of this, something like the Grammys versus something like, like a grant or something like a MacArthur grant. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think like those are very different things. Cause it's like, um, you know, I got a grant last year from Berkeley as a faculty member and it was like, First of all, no one even really knows I got it because it was like it was in an email to the to the school, and then it, like, but no, I was like, oh yeah, I got this grant. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that, and I was like, well, yeah, you got the email. I know you did because everyone got the email. But it's like, <laughs> you know, then it's like a you know, it's a thing. It's then you go make a thing. You know, like you you it it's kind of almost the opposite of that. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you get you get opportunities to go make more stuff or whatever, but. So true. Um, yeah, and that's directly supports like something greater than perhaps, which I don't know if awards always do. Right. Yeah. Well, they definitely don't. Sometimes they might, you know, but they don't, yeah. they don't always do for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Amy, what was your what was your offering this week? Well, mine. Talk about talking about things before. I feel like, like this whole year I've been like. Oh, rest. Um, but I just saw a TikTok by Elise Myers, who is a comedian and writer, and she has like music out that had already been out before, but nobody knew about it until she kind of blew up on TikTok. Um, and she just reminds creative people to rest. She was saying that um, we can fall into a trap of like the next thing we make has to be better than the last, all this these things again with these like um value judgments about art uh and that the standard she holds herself to many people would never hold herself to because it's unrealistic um and the the thing i like that she said was that people often think rest is a waste and she said but it's not and i sometimes need to hear that from other creative people that i admire so that I feel supported in my rest because that's definitely something that I've been focusing more on and I I'm feeling better um, as I prioritize rest, but it can be hard. So I, I just liked it. She basically just said to the camera, like, chill, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but I like it too. Cause she admits that she's saying it to herself as well. And just admitting she wasn't in as, uh, as flowy of a creative time and that she's trying to be okay with that. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, rest is complicated. Mm -hmm. There's this um, organization called the NAP Ministry, and the <laughs> NAP Ministry. Yeah, go on. And they just go in spaces and create like um, I forget what they're called, but they like kind of just have a, a place for you to come and literally take a nap and rest and wow. promotes um just like chilling and putting and not um see my brain is malfunctioning today <laughs> <laughs> just slowing down and and being okay with the idea of taking a nap in the middle of a random space 
And sometimes they have like shows put on there where they do like sound baths. I think they have like sometimes artists come and do like maybe spoken word or like some playing some nice piano. My friend Devin was an intern there this past summer and she played solo bass and sang for them. Whoa. Yeah. So they have like these different things around. I think it's based in Atlanta, I want to say right now, but they just like encourage rest, which is hard <laughs> it is hard if you plan it in though it's kind of fun like I <laughs> worked a lot of days in a row and then the next day I was like I'm not setting an alarm and the first thing I had to do was at like 5 p.m I stayed in that bed till 2 30 <laughs> which I don't recommend every day but like because I told myself you know what this is a rest day today is resting I was I felt good yay <laughs> It's in the Bible, right? I don't know. Yeah, uh, seventh day. <laughs> don't even get me started, Charlie. Wow. <laughs> because uh, no, uh, Sabbath is so important, which is just rest. I d- my Sabbath is twelve to five on Sundays. Good for you. Every because like it's built into. T- anyways, yeah, rest is important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think about the. Um, it's kind of funny. There, there is a. This idea that like trying to remind people that they need to rest or that they need to like reju- like rejuvenate or something or like um, it's insane. You know. it, it is it is interesting because like I feel like when I was younger it was like the opposite message a lot. It was just kind of like, hey, you need to you need to go do stuff. Like you need to work harder or whatever. And wow. it's like it's kind of funny that um, I I do think that that's kind of like the assumed narrative is like, oh, you need to go work harder or something. And then it's like the balance is the the balanced message is like, hey, by the way, no, maybe that's not the only thing. Yeah. Um, what this actually made, made me think of is you were talking about that, Amy, was this um, this idea that I think about in my own sort of like creative ebb and flow, which is this uh, this kind of idea of like input and output that like creative people, it's not just a matter of like creating 100% of the time, like mm-hmm. Uh, I say this to my students all the time, you know, if they're, if they feel like they're hitting a block with writing or whatever that is, it's like, there's a time for output. There's a time for input. There's a time to reap. There's a time to sow. It's like all that, all that kind of stuff. And, and, um, and sometimes I think when I feel the most sort of like creative pain or whatever that is, you know what I mean? That kind of just like, God, God, it's like not work. It's like not working or something is when I'm trying to do output, but really I need input. Like really I need to like cease. I need to like experience something else creative or I need to go in nature or I need to like just literally shut my eyes, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and usually it's, usually it's one of those couple things or maybe a combination of those things. And for like longer than I think, you know, like, Oh, I need to go listen to a bunch of music. Like whether that's old stuff I know or new stuff or whatever that is, you know, or watch a bunch of weird YouTube videos of like people like making, like turning knobs or something or talking about <laughs> philosophy or something, whatever that is, you know? And it's like, I just needed some input. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, and that could be rest too. It could be input of darkness or something. Input of my eyelids. Um, but I, but I like that. I didn't. I didn't know Elise Myers, but she seems cool. I'll She's check out. super yeah. cool. She's like 
one of these, I, I get so frustrated these days with the like fabricated reality going on, but she's actually fairly honest. I would say she's one of the, the people that I still am kind of like, all right, yeah, I, I can you. pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. That video felt real. Like yeah. She's it's so interesting to be like, so transparent though. She definitely does share a lot, which I'm just, I'm always kind of, um, these days I'm kind of like, wow. Yeah, it's really hard to do, but good for her. Yeah, the stakes feel like they might be kind of high, you know. Yes. Sure. Um, cool. Let's talk about some new music this week. Um, so first thing, new music this week, we've got uh, our someone we I think I think we all admire, uh, jazz bassist Christian McBride. He's got this um, this kind of project called New John. Is that? Yes. I've never said that out loud before, but. <laughs> it's kind of the second album with this group. There was one, I think, in like 2017 or 18 or something. And so the this is with Marcus Strickland on woodwinds, uh, Josh Evans, trumpet, Nasheet Nashi Watt waits on uh, drums. I heard them a couple months ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So you, might have, you probably heard some of this material at that, at that, at that show. Cause, um, but yeah, it's like originals and covers and stuff. Um, I think I think it's cool. It's pretty. It was funny. I was like when I was thinking about it, or when I was listening to it, I was thinking to uh, back to that like Smithsonian, like timeline graph of contemporary music oh, yeah. that we looked at like in the fall, where it was kind of like free jazz or avant garde jazz like ended in the seventies, and then it's like this album is probably you know fifty percent kind of like feeling pr pretty free or like avant garde. I would I would like I would think most people would would hear it that way so it's kind of interesting but it's just like pretty you know post boppy whatever sort of like modern instrumental jazz album is is mm. what this album is. it's called prime um but it's, it's it's cool and um yeah a lot of stuff going on i mean obviously the highest level of musicianship yes um, and then the other, uh, so the second thing was our good friend and, um, for, yeah, for, I think most of us, former classmate, Justine Garcia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, released an, um, uh, a single this week called crime hour. Yeah. Awesome. It's got like a lot of, um, it's a, it's a bop. It's just kind of like, she had another single that was out in the summer or something or in the fall that was like, had similar sort of energy uh, <laughs> it has like um a lot of like b3 organ it has like a ripping like synth solo yeah mm. it's really some good. cool there's like a cool like, there's like some <laughs> a ton of like really really sick angular lines in it like real real funky so definitely cool to check out and then the third thing is uh a new the new logic thing alex did you did you add this to the list? Yeah, Logic. I, I forgot he him. existed. I'm not going <laughs> to. I bumped his, um, what's like that back album? In the, the one where he pretends he's in like a spaceship or something? That one and the one after that. Oh. When the, the, the cover art's like the famous Greek whatever something mm. or another. And then after that, I was like, mm. and then I was like, dog, this has some like crazy features on it. Like Seth MacFarlane and Bumby and Nora Jones and. It's his first album um, not on Def Jam, so I was really excited to see which direction he went in, and I like this direction. It's kind of like 
getting back to the roots of logic and his very um nice flow is that what the rappers say you got a nice flow bro i guess so nice is like a word that if you were in fourth grade you would be like put in jail for using in a paper <laughs> nice <laughs> okay Different word? yeah it's good okay <laughs> Oh my god. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Unbad. Um, cool. So there's uh, some fun new stuff to check out. We have our extra credit this week was one of my threatening no threatening notation uh, Twitter <laughs> memes, which was all music is in 4-4 if you don't count like a nerd. That was what the <laughs> and I I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um but yeah, I think that's that's a newsletter this week in record time. We're trying to get people, you know, in and out, give them the news. And then think amongst yourself. <laughs> and then let them go check out some cool music and some cool articles and all of that kind of stuff. Um, if that's it, Amy, do you want to? Or yeah. wait, sorry, I'm losing the I'm losing the thread here. What what order do we do this in? I think yeah, Amy, do you want to read us out? <laughs> I think that's I think it's time. Okay. <laughs> thank you all for listening uh, and thank you for supporting 4A Music remember to like and subscribe and just a note that if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts that helps us a lot we'd love to read and highlight your comments on next week's show for more follow us on Instagram Twitter and TikTok at 4A Music subscribe to our newsletter at 4amusic.substack.com and check out our website at 4imusic.com and grab some merch. Alex, what's our quote for this week? Oh, fart knockers. John Legend. <laughs> you and John Legend have the both the same, like, um, the same thing you say all the time. That's yeah. great. You're having wow, that's so weird that you would, yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. You and John Legend. So yeah. weird. You guys are so similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. We think you're super. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. We're going to have like a lot of fun energy, but we're going to try to like get in and get out, and I'm not going to like try to make a lot of speeches. How's that sound? <laughs> sure. <laughs>